not monday it's tuesday this week on Han talks first we are a little delayed by a whole 24 hours so if you are just joining us now today on tuesday welcome sorry for the delay it has been a busy couple of days i've been doing a lot of stuff outside of the podcasting world and i'm excited to share some of that with you today but if you're joining us live welcome good to have you feel free to throw in your comments or questions down in the chat and we will try to get to all of them and if you're listening on the audio platform Thanks for listening. So glad you could be here today. It is episode 132 of Han Talks First. If you're new here, this is the podcast you're looking for. A Star Wars podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in Star Wars. We've got a lot to talk about today, actually. So much to talk about today. And here is a brief synopsis of what we will be covering today. So there's tons of news. We have news about Mandalorian Season 3, about Obi-Wan Kenobi the series, about Taika Waititi's movie. We have updates on Andor and the Book of Boba Fett. There's so much to talk about today as far as news goes that we actually don't have a main topic today. So we're going to try and get through this as best we can. And if you guys have anything to say about it, feel free to let us know in the comments. And thanks for joining us. If you're new to the YouTube page, please feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a video. We do all kinds of great stuff here. And of course, if you're on the podcast, feel free to give us a follow and rate, review, subscribe, on Apple or anywhere you listen to them. It helps out so much. And also, if you want to support this channel on a higher level, we have a tipping option. In the description of this video and podcast, you'll find a link to streamelements.com slash first slash tip, where you can send in a donation and a question, get your topics on the show, and we'll dedicate sometimes full episodes to that. So thank you again for those of you that contribute that way. And just so you guys know, we do have the Bad Batch reviews every Sunday. I just did my coverage for episode six and seven two days ago. You can check that out as well. And me and my girlfriend just started a new series called the Loki After Show, which you can find the video on YouTube or you can listen to the podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And we'll be back discussing Loki later this week. So feel free to stop by and check it out. So before we actually get into all of the news and breakdowns, today there was something that actually just dropped 18 hours ago that luckily we're doing the show late so we could talk about it and it's all about the ahsoka television series now there was a new casting call for the series and it depicts a new character that will show up in the show in the series we don't know who or what that character is but it is rumored that it is going to be an asian woman in her 20s and 30s to play the role and most people hear that and they immediately suspect it to be Barris Offy. For those of you who don't remember who Barris is, she was the one, well, she was in the prequels, of course, but she was one of the characters in the Clone Wars that was specifically responsible for getting Ahsoka in trouble with the Jedi Order and one of the main reasons why she left the Order. So it's a, it's a fascinating uh, theory that she would show up in this series because that could provide some 
bigger stakes for the character and have some more drama that way. However, I do not believe this at all. I don't think this character will show up. Even if she does, I don't believe it's because of this casting rumor that just came out. Yes, I believe there is a casting call for a Asian woman in her 20s or 30s, but I do not think it is Barris Afi. Barris Afi is just the theories people are coming up with. But to debunk that, I want to go ahead and throw out there that Barris Afi being 20 or 30 at this time period for the Ahsoka series would be way too young, unless she is a species that ages extremely slow. But I don't think that's the case. It would be nice if Barris was in the Ahsoka series. However, I don't think this is happening. And also the sources that this news is coming from is incredibly unreliable. So do not believe it. However, I totally believe there's a casting call for this uh, demographic character. So we'll get more news as it comes out, but I don't want people to get their hopes up too high because it might not be true. I certainly don't think it is. So as we do every week here on the show, we're going to start off with our first segment of the show, which is called Star Wars Replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Replay! Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1929, Ralph McQuarrie, the conceptual designer and artist for Star Wars, is born. In 1987, the first licensed role-playing game set in the Star Wars universe was published by West End Games. Back in 2007 was the release of Robot Chicken Star Wars. And finally, in 2014, Star Wars Scene Maker was released on the iOS platform. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. I have to say, you all are such big fans of the Star Wars Replay segment. It blows my mind. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I do release an individual standalone video of Star Wars Replay that I put on YouTube and it dropped yesterday, obviously, because I forgot to do the show, but it still drops on Monday. And as of right now, it has 2,000 views, only in 24 hours. That's incredible. And usually that's the average amount of views those get, which to some people may seem like a really small amount. But for someone like me, a really small YouTuber and podcaster, it's a pretty big deal. And so thank you guys for the support. And of course, that'll be back next week as well. And it's always fun to learn about what happens each week in Star Wars history. So let's start off with some of the news that we're talking about today. More specifically, the title of this video, which is, you know, Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal are spilling the beans on future Star Wars projects. Now, where this topic comes from is actually an interview that both Ewan and Pedro did together. It was an actors on actors segment and it was a fantastic interview. If any of you have not seen it, I highly recommend to go listen to it. It is available on YouTube. That's where I watched it. But it was really great. They got to talk about Star Wars, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, all these kind of things. But they also revealed some pretty interesting things about their respective projects that I wanted to mention here today. More specifically, one was that right off the bat, Ewan McGregor asks Pedro Pascal what they're doing for Mandalorian Season 3. And if any of you watching the show are like me, you're probably excited for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. But... It's a little slow on the news. We haven't received any information about it, which is a little nerve-wracking. And there's tons of rumors saying that it might be postponed, it might be canceled, blah, blah, blah. It might just be Book of Boba Fett. I don't believe any of those. But it is interesting that when Pedro went to go answer this question, he said, 
well, actually, we're... And then he paused, and then he said, we're, we're still doing it, but we haven't started yet. So this tells me we are not going to get another season of Mandalorian for at least one more year because it's probably not completely written yet. And even if it is, they haven't even gone into pre-production, which means booking the actors, booking the time, booking the studios, all that kind of stuff. And then they have to shoot the damn thing. And then they have to edit it. They have to do special effects, VFX, all that kind of stuff. There's not enough time for them to release it in 2021, which means not until 2022, as I've predicted in the past, possibly not even until August of next year is when we'll start to get Mandalorian season three. But he did confirm they have not started any production work on Mando season three. Why is this important? Because... If you listen to the interview that they did with each other, he said, I'm going to give you an inside scoop. And then he paused. And then he said, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that, which leads me to believe that there is some drama going on with this production that's, you know, withholding it from jumping off the ground and getting started again. I don't know what that could be. I don't know if it's Gina Carano related. I don't know if it's um, business related because of all the new, you know, reorganization tactics that's going on at Disney at the moment. Something is going on, and I'm not sure what that could be. But we'll have to wait and see. As soon as I know more, you will know more. But go check out that interview in the meantime. There was one other thing that was mentioned in this interview between Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal. Pedro was, of course, asking Ewan about his work on the prequels and his future work on Kenobi, which, as we all know, they are currently shooting Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is in production. They started last month and they are working really hard and it'll probably be done shooting by the end of July. So this, this is it's going to be a pretty big pop project. I, th- I think we're going to have about hour long episodes, possibly six. We'll have to wait and see. But one of the things that was dropped was Ewan explained that this is the first time ever that he's going to be shooting Star Wars film with stormtroopers. Because you remember back in prequel days it was only clones at that time and now he's in the era where stormtroopers have taken over and he did confirm that he has some scenes with stormtroopers not sure what it is but he did reveal that and he also revealed he has scenes with jawas excuse me so that's another interesting thing that he pointed out there which of course all can be related to tatooine right we don't we're not 100 percent sure that they are going off world at this moment but he did confirm we have a scene with jawas and stormtroopers some of you might be saying, why, why is this news to you? Well, it's just we're, getting, we're finally getting information about it. And I don't think he was supposed to share that information. But it brings up an interesting idea that Obi-Wan, at this point in time, is, has witnessed the de-evolution of clones into the evolution of stormtroopers. And it'll be interesting to see how he feels about that and how he approaches these situations and maybe he's got a whole little book club of Jawas that he just sits around with all day and <laughs> talk about the uh, stormtroopers. But anyway, that's it about the, you know, this oh, Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal interview, which again, you guys should check it out. It's really, really good. Just type in their names and type in actors on actors. It's about 30 minutes, but it's all worth it. So the next bit of news here is actually about um, the Taika Waititi movie. And this is a pretty big news drop because recently Taika Waititi was interviewed uh, on the Sydney Morning Herald, which is an Australian news outlet. 
and they specifically asked him, what is your next project after Thor, Love and Thunder? And his response was, I don't know if it's going to be Star Wars. I hope it'll be that, but there's a whole lot of other things that I've got my sticky little fingers attached to, so we will see. So this is important to talk about because when all these new movies and shows were announced at Disney last November at the Investor's Day, they gave us new Star Wars dates that movies would be premiering, which was 2023, 2025, and 2027. And of course, we just assumed all of those were the named creators that would be making the movies, which was Patty Jenkins, Taika Waititi, and Kevin Feige. But with this news coming out that Taika Waititi doesn't have a date he set for his movie, it begs the question, what are those dates placeholding? And it also worries me because they're doing the same exact thing they did back in 2012. They set three dates without any plan for what movie they were going to make i.e. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. They are repeating history. They are repeating their same mistakes that made this sequel trilogy such abysmal. And if you like it, that is okay. You know, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying uh, performance-wise, they dropped drastically each release as far as a monetary uh, level goes. But his movie, we, we don't know anything about we do know that it will be directed by him and it will be written by Christy Wilson Carnes. She was one of the writers who penned the 1917 script, which I have not seen, but I hear nothing but good things about. So I am under the impression they have not even started writing or outlining what this movie will be about. Taika Waititi has his hands full. Not only is he doing Thor Love and Thunder, but right after that, he has a soccer bio epic that he is making. He has one other project, which I can't remember what it's about. And then, of course, he has Star Wars. Currently, at this moment, he has four projects, not to mention he is producing a television series for Hulu and one for HBO as well. He has his hands full. He's a great filmmaker. He'll get it done, but on his own time. So if it's not going to come out, in 2025 or 2027, when will this movie come out? Well, let's put best case scenario foot forward. If Taika Waititi's movie is the movie that he will be making after Thor Love and Thunder, that means by next year, he will begin writing and treating the script and then probably starting pre-production and possibly shooting at the end of next year, which would give it one full year of editing, the effects work, all that kind of stuff which would probably make it not until 2024 that this movie would be available for release. But Disney has set release dates, and 2024 is not one of them. They have pre-booked in December. Now, the other question that needs answered here is, if his next movie is not Star Wars, that is going to push his Star Wars movie by three more years. So if best-case scenario was 2023, his movie would come out. That would mean 2026 is possibly when his movie will actually be released. But again, that is not one of the release dates preset by Disney because you have to book the theaters, especially if you have a big blockbuster movie. You have to pre-book them years in advance. So I understand why they book those dates, but they don't have a plan. They don't know what they're releasing at this time. So that's what's kind of scary to me. Now, we, all, we can all trust that Taika Waititi is a good filmmaker and he'll know how to make a good story and craft us a good Star Wars for us to enjoy. But when is this thing coming out? What will it be about? 
Do you guys have any theories? I would love to hear it. Feel free to jump into the comments or hit me up on social media and tell me what you think. And hopefully we'll get more details very soon. I'm going to go over to the chat real quick and see who is here with us today and welcome you guys. I see some people watching on Twitch. Hello there. I see Banana Gun. We have Max. We have Sith Stoner 777. Welcome, everybody. It's good to have you here. I'm glad you could join us today. I see a bunch of hello there's. Well, hello there. Uh, Star Wars replay is really great. Thank you so much. Uh, I think Mando season three will start in early 2023. Uh, start shooting or uh, start premiering. Um, but I, I kind of agree. I think 2023 is when they'll start shooting this this series or and then releasing it maybe in August of next year at the earliest, sometime in the fall. Uh, maybe Obi-Wan is going to Moss Eisley in the show, and there we will see Stormtroopers and Jawas. Great prediction. Maybe they're both in the same exact scene, and maybe they go all have a drink at a bar, get drunk, play some beer pong, all that kind of stuff. I think it's more likely that Taika's movie will come out in 2027 and the 2025 movie is another. Yes, um, very possible. But then again, it, it asks the question, where, where is Kevin Feige's movie going to be? I personally think Kevin Feige's movie will be after Taika's because Kevin is way more busy than Taika Waititi is. He has way too much on his plate right now. I think he is planning his retirement from Marvel and then he will transfer over and start making other works. But... Um, it is still also possible that Taika is the director who is under the helm of Kevin Feige's producerial work for Star Wars. So we'll have to see on that too. I'm not really sure. Uh, Sith Stoner said he finished Thor. Uh, I think he finished the production of Thor. I, I'm not sure. I, did they wrap? I don't really know. But yes, so now they're in the editing process, which will take about six to seven months. And then at this time, he could probably start writing something else right now it depends on his contract and which i mean he's with the disney studio so we'll have to wait and see we see more but yeah i, I think thor is is just about complete we did get a new release of what jane foster's thor will look like that came out today and it was a t-shirt picture which was pretty cool so if you guys haven't seen that check that out too and uh you hope that he does an old republic movie interesting i could see taika doing that um but i can also not see him doing that you know it's a big question i'm not sure which movie this guy is going to make or what story he wants to tell us but we'll have to wait and find out okay guys before we get into the rest of the news we're going to go into our next segment of the show which is as always today i learned star wars so here's that for this week enjoy this week on today i learned star wars r2d2 and c3po have appeared in many films other than star wars they have made cameos in Star Trek 2009, Star Trek Into Darkness, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, and Ready Player One. They can also be seen as hieroglyphics on the Ark on Raiders of the Lost Ark. George Lucas' original idea for R2-D2 came after he saw the movie Seven Running and its trio of drones, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. The likeness of R2-D2 and the drones prompted a lawsuit from Universal Studios, which was retracted when Fox countersued, pointing out the similarities between Battlestar Galactica and Star Wars. That's Today I Learned Star Wars. Tune in next week for more fun facts on Han Talks First. Is it possible to learn this power? So R2-D2 and C-3PO are legends, not just in the Star Wars world, 
but all throughout cinema history, which is pretty cool. Are there any other movies that you guys can think of that R2-D2 and C-3PO have appeared in that is not Star Wars? Because there are more examples. Let me know below. Uh, I want to point out Max4646 in the chat did mention something very important that I'm glad you pointed out. He said it is impossible that Taika's movie is Feige's movie because Feige's writer is Michael Waldron. And Taika's writer is not Michael Waldron. Excellent. I didn't even think about that. So thanks for pointing that out. That is true. Um, Because Michael Waldron was hired by Feige after the Loki series and his work on that. He's also doing Doctor Strange too. But yes, excellent point because we know Christy is doing Taika's movie. So they are not related. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Um, So that also, you know, begs the question, when is Feige's movie coming out? Uh, Sis Stoner has a question uh, not related to Star Wars, but can kind of be related to Star Wars. What are your thoughts on the Dune movie? So the reason why I said it might be related to Star Wars is because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of references pulled from Dune that George Lucas used in Star Wars. And when Dune comes out, a lot of people are going to be like, they're just copying Star Wars. No, <laughs> actually, Star Wars copied a lot from Dune. But uh, check this out, Sith Stoner. I um, I have already I've read the script for Dune, uh, and it's pretty good. And it's not on the internet or anything like that. I I work in the entertainment world, and uh, I I got to read it one point, and it's it's a good script. Uh, it's it's a little misleading as far as like the characters go because some of the characters who are in the marketing are they're really not in the movie that much so uh more specifically um what's her name the girl who plays mary jane or mj in uh in spider-man i can't think of her name anyway so she's actually not in the movie as much as they're leading it up to be but the script's good and i love dune I love the book. It was one of the first science fiction books that I read and thoroughly enjoyed and felt really... I've only read the first book. I do know what happens in the others, but you know, as far as like the lore and the history of Dune, it has the potential to be as big as Star Wars. It really does. I know it's hard for some people to believe. A lot of people think this movie is going to be dumb because of the context. You know, there's a flying space gangster, like kind of like a kind of like a job of the hut. Um, you know, he's like a giant deformed slug thing who you know walks or lives in like this vacuum sealed water tank. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird movie and if they don't do it correctly, it could be it could fail. It could fail really hard, but the content is so good. And I actually like the original Dune too, the original movie back in like 85 or something. I actually really enjoyed it. So, but anyway, for Dennyville News Dune I can't wait. It's one of my highest anticipated movies. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Max says, I know I'm thinking very far into the future, but if 2023 is Rogue Squadron, and maybe in 2025, a movie we don't know about yet, and in 2027, Taika's movie, and in 2029, Feige's movie. Whoa! I'll be so much older by then. (laughs) I'll be a whole eight years older by then. Which is okay. Which is okay, because I don't plan on losing any interest in Star Wars. <laughs> but yes, you are thinking very far ahead. But you pointed that out, and it actually kind of saddens me a little bit. Because, you know, we're about to get a lot of Star Wars. 
and I just I just want the movies to be good. I I'd really I couldn't give a crap about the TV shows, honestly, except Obi Wan Kenobi, which was originally a movie, but it just it doesn't sadden me. It just makes me a little hesitant because I know the focus in the future will be television. The focus in the future is streaming. That's the way the industry is going. That's the way the consumer prefers it. It's disappointing, but and they're probably going to put a lot of focus onto the TV shows. I mean, think about it. They have like 12 shows planned for the next five years. In the next five years, they only have two movies planned. What's their focus going to be? Of course, they'll have a bigger budget and stuff like that, but the thing that is guaranteed to have multiple seasons will be the shows, which means viewership, which means numbers on Disney+, Plus, etc. And those can spin off and I don't know. Luckily, they have great talent behind the movies. We'll just have to see it going forward. But thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts there. So the next bit of news, let's talk some more news. Because like I said, there's a bunch and I want to try and hit everything. So let's move on and talk about Andor. The series I really don't care about. (laughs) And I'm not looking forward to it all. But Every now and then they release a little bit more news and it makes me slightly more interested. But check this out. So Ben Mendelsohn is said to be reprising his role as Orson Krennic. And he will be appearing as the main villain in season one. Now, I don't know how I feel about this because considering the timeline with the movie, I'm not sure if it'll work necessarily. And I'm not sure if he'll be actually the main villain or not because that's what this... Uh, news says this will be the main villain but maybe he'll be like a background character you know similar to how like Tarkin was the main villain in A New Hope but really Darth Vader was at the forefront of it all so we'll have to wait and see but adding Ben Mendelsohn to anything is fantastic and you know him coming back as Orson is amazing he played he played that role incredibly well one thing about Ben Mendelsohn that you know is funny he came out of nowhere right at some point like four years ago he was in every movie ever. I think it was when he started in Batman Begins. No, no, no. It was the third one. The Dark Knight Rises. He was in that briefly. But I remember a long time ago, there was this movie called Killing Them Softly uh, by produced by Brad Pitt. He's also stars in it. If any of you have seen that, it's fantastic. But he was in that movie as one of the lead characters. And I remember seeing him and being like, this guy is like so annoying, but he's a great actor. But oh my God, he's like dirty. And he was he was a nobody back then. And it's still to this day, his performance in Killing Them Softly is one of my favorites. He's got tons of great humor and he's really sketchy and weird. And then out of nowhere, years later, he was in everything from Marvel to Star Wars to Batman. And I just... So I'm so glad he's finally got that attention. Unfortunately, at such an older age, you know, because he would have done so well in his younger days. But check out uh, Killing Them Softly if you guys haven't. It's, it's a fantastic movie. But in addition to that, it was also announced that Forrest Whitaker would be reprising his role in Andor as well. Now, this is a little odd, too, because Forrest Whitaker is a pretty old guy. And of course, he plays Saul Guerrero. But this show is actually taking place before the events of Rogue One, which means they'll either have to de-age Forrest Whitaker or, you know, at least shave the beard. You know, he's, he's looking a little gray. 
Now, I don't know what he actually looks like. I just know what he looked like in Rogue One. Maybe they aged him up a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see. But again, they're adding more talent to this, which is star power. Star power cures a bad a bad story, right? So even though I'm not excited about Andor, I am excited about seeing Ben Mendelsohn, Forrest Whitaker, and uh, who plays Cassian? What is his name? Oh, gosh. If you guys know in the chat, please let me know. I'm blanking on two names. It's the girl from Spider-Man and the guy who plays Cassian Andor in Rogue One. Oh my God, I feel like a terrible Star Wars fan right now. Uh, I'm excited to see Star Wars Visions. I heard it's an anime and I think it's about time we get Star Wars anime. I am too. I'm really excited for Visions. And it's being created by a bunch of uh, great anime studios. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. My girlfriend is extremely excited for it as well. And I hope they do more seasons. I hope it's not just one and done. I hope they keep it going. You know. But yeah, it is about time we got some good Star Wars anime. Diego Luna. Thank you. Diego Luna. I'm excited for him too. Another movie that he's great in that doesn't get a lot of attention is The Terminal. He played the luggage guy at the airport and he like had a crush on Zoe Saldana. Uh, there's a lot of big names in that movie like before they got famous. Another great movie. But that's it for Andor. Just a little couple updates but both exciting and you know we're burning the fire. Next is let's talk about Obi-Wan. And then we're going to talk about Book of Boba Fett, and that's all the news for today. So Obi-Wan, we're getting tons of news. Tons of news right now. Obviously, Ewan McGregor has finally started his press tour. He's talking about it with everyone he meets, and they're shooting it right now. <sighs> Hayden. I need Hayden to do an interview soon. He likes to keep it on the DL, but uh, once I get interviews from him talking about Star Wars, that, that's it. I won't be able to contain myself. But Ewan McGregor is talking more about it, but not just him. Also, Liam Neeson. So Liam Neeson was on, what is this show called? Jimmy Kimmel Tonight? The Tonight Show? I don't know. There's so many like Tonight Tonight shows and stuff like that. But he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he was asked if he was involved in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. To which Liam Neeson responded, I heard Ewan McGregor was going to do a series. No, I don't think so. No, I haven't been approached. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go watch the interview. He's he's a terrible liar. Um, he was asked a couple months ago the same exact question if he'd be reprising his role. And his answer was, are they still making Star Wars movies? Oh, I didn't. Oh, people are a little bored of Star Wars at this time. Come on, man. People bored of Star Wars? Come on. But this guy, he's he's going to be an Obi-Wan. He specifically phrased it as he was not approached. Maybe his maybe his agent was approached. Maybe his manager was approached. All he's got to do is some voice work, right? So we may not even have to go into studio. I think he's going to be in this. I mean, it's it is a wasted opportunity if you do not bring Liam Neeson's voice into this. A wasted opportunity. They need to have it. I, I don't I don't care if some people are like it's not important. It is important because at this time. This period of time, it is quintessentially important that Obi-Wan learns how to become a Force ghost. That is one of the main things they have to hit on in this. And him communicating with his master is extremely important. Now, of course, they don't need the voice. 
I think they need to have his presence. So it could be it could be a voice, but another way they could do it is he's like, Master, tell me if you're here. And like wind flows through his hair or something like that. You know, like Pocahontas type thing. So it's not necessary for his voice to be there, but Liam Neeson is alive. He's a working actor. He likes Star Wars. Why the fuck not? Bring him back. Do the voice. I'm tired of him doing interviews and saying he's not involved because he's involved. I'm telling you, he's going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Mark my words. So in addition to that, Ewan McGregor was also, you know, he had the paparazzi taking photos of him while he was on set. I'm going to share some of these on the video platform. If you're watching on the podcast, they're all over Twitter. Just go type in Ewan McGregor set of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, he was not seen in his outfit because he had a black um, tarp over him to protect his outfit. And his stunt double was also spotted uh, the same day in the same location. Now, a lot of people are saying this black robe that he was wearing is a weird um, new addition to his Jedi costume. And I was like, are you all stupid? (laughs) Why do you think that is part of his costume? It's to... It's to keep the makeup off his suit. It's to keep dirt from getting his costume dirty. And it's it's strictly so he can walk around outside and not mess up his outfit. That's all it is. Underneath these black tarp clothes, believe it or not, is his Jedi uniform. It's not part of his costume. That's just what <laughs> it's what he wears between going from to and from set in his trailer. But this was exciting to see because it's just it's just more confirmation that this show is happening. You know, we could talk about it all we can, but until we see something, that's when it's real. And similar to this, Harrison Ford was recently, uh, had some pictures taken of him on set of Indiana Jones in a similar manner. He was in back in his old Indiana Jones hat and outfit and seeing Ewan McGregor back in the robes is, it's very exciting. And I, this show, this show is going, this is what I'm most looking forward to out of everything i can die happy when this show is over <laughs> but that's that's all that's all the news for obi-wan just a little bit uh the last thing we're going to talk about today is the book of boba fett so book of boba fett is officially confirmed for season two now do you guys remember like two weeks ago i said that book of boba fett was going to have a second season well, I had a lot of comments from people saying, no, you're stupid. It's a limited series. And there was also a professional, a couple professional movie critic people who do YouTube shows that were saying anyone who thinks season two is happening is an idiot. Like, it, no, it's a limited series. Stop speculating. It's not it's not real. And then those same people are announcing today or yesterday or whatever that season two is happening. And. I'm not saying that I was the first or anything, but we've we've already discussed this. We knew it was going to happen because of the um, the crew and cast members' promotional material for it. And but anyway, it was recently confirmed on another post made by Ming Na Wen when she was you know posting pictures of the set and stuff like that. And one of her places on the on her Instagram post, it said Mandalorian season one. And it's something about she was looking forward to working with them in the future and stuff like that. So it's happening. Season two is happening. This is exciting. But what is going to happen in the book of Boba Fett? What will it actually be about? You know, not considering that tag at the end of the Mandalorian season two, where he 
goes into Jabba's palace and takes over essentially. But what is actually this going to be about? Well, we actually got some confirmation from Tamara Morrison himself. He was interviewed by Rotten Tomatoes about what's going to happen in the show. And this is what he said. Well, we can't say too much, but we're going to see his past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Somebody pointed out that he's kind of been stuck in one place. And now is the time to actually go back in time and check out the journey and find out more about him. So we are going to get flashbacks of Boba Fett during the Empire Strikes Back. Maybe after that time period between Empire and Jedi. And we'll get to see a younger Boba, which is amazing. Because this is the Boba Fett that a lot of people have been wanting to see on live action. Yes, Tamara is great. And having him in The Mandalorian was fantastic. And it's just really exciting that we get to see more about him back in his prime. Back when he was this this kid who was just trying to avenge his father and live up to his 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 mantle, you know. But that was something interesting that was said as well, which the phrasing of that sentence indicates that we shouldn't expect to see every single episode take place on Tatooine, whether it's a flashback or not. But we're going to get to see his journey as a free man, essentially. He has his armor back. He has um, a sidekick with him in Ming-Na, and we're going to get to learn about how he came to be the person he is after the prequels and then before Mandalorian, which is all really exciting. And hopefully to find out how he survived that damn Sarlacc pit. But there was something else that he mentioned. He was also interviewed and asked about the talent that is working behind the camera. And he made an announcement that uh, Robert Rodriguez is not only executive producer on the series, but he's also directing multiple episodes. This brings me so much joy because I love Robert Rodriguez. He's a fantastic director. He is a fantastic creative. Uh, his imagery, his visuals, it, its his storytelling, it's, it's great. He knows action. He knows uh, VFX. He knows story. And, you know, I kind of grew up with him with the Spy Kids movies, which to this day are still pretty great. <laughs> but he loves Star Wars as well. And he specifically wanted to tell a book of Boba Fett story. And now he gets to. So I'm really excited. I feel like this, his directing style is going to be very visceral. While we can't see blood and gore and stuff like that, it's going to have fast camera movements, tons of great action, and just very immersive landscape. So I'm excited about that too. And of course, he is executive producer, which doesn't mean shit because the term really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> except for the fact that he's involved so uh, i'm excited for that too um and i'm gonna check out what you guys are saying here in the chat do you remember in episode three yoda said that he has training for obi-wan while he's on tatooine do you think they will follow up with that yes so that's exactly what i was saying i think they they have to i think that is essential uh, i think if they leave it out it they they screw it up if they don't cover that bit of information um it was it was a wasted wasted time, you know. I mean, they still might not. Who knows? You know, they didn't ask me to write it, so they could not go along with that. But I think it's very important that they cover that because one, it's some it's a brand new territory in Star Wars that they can cover. How did they study to become Force ghosts? George Lucas didn't tell us about that. It was just it was just interpreted. And we learned that they trained. But how do you train to do that? This can be a very, very special episode. It could be one episode of the entire series is 
how he learned to be a force ghost. Maybe his communication with Qui-Gon, something like that. But yes, I think it's important. I don't believe Liam Neeson. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I love Boba, but I don't want them to overuse the legendary characters, but I still think the book of Boba Fett will be great. I totally get that. I totally get that. You know, I'm before Mandalorian came out, I was not a fan of Boba Fett, at least to the amount of praise that he normally gets. I also didn't like Mandalorians. Whenever an episode of Clone Wars or Rebels would come on and it was all about Mandalorians, I was like, ugh, really? But the Mandalorian changed that for me. And yes, while I think it's not very smart to rely on legendary characters or legacy characters, you know, because you're going into a part of Star Wars that is very risky to do. I mean, look at the Luke treatment in The Last Jedi. Regardless of if you like it or not, it doesn't matter. But it was a change in character from Return of the Jedi. Uh, people argue it is it is consistent with Return of the Jedi. That's not what I'm talking about with that character consistency. I'm talking about the fact that we revisited the character and gave him a brand new arc, a brand new story to tell. So it was... It's If we do that with Boba Fett too, it's just risky ground. It's risky, risky ground because a part of it is like that story was told. Move on. A lot of us want, want new Star Wars. We want new stuff, right? But hopefully they're they're only doing this as a way to introduce new characters, similar to how Ming-Na Wen is now in the show. So they might be doing something where it's like, here's Book of Boba Fett, now here's a Ming-Na Wen series. I don't know, it's just speculative, but yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying there. I'm pretty sure we will see how he escaped the Sarlacc. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if they don't, it's like, what? <laughs> the Mando episode from Mando, directed by Robert Rodriguez, is really great. Yes, uh, I agree. Would you like to see a Star Wars movie directed by Robert Rodriguez? So, a Star Wars movie? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I would prefer he do a movie rather than a show, honestly. Uh, I don't know. I just I like short-form narratives and have a bigger budget and stuff like that, too. But also, Robert Rodriguez is notoriously known for working on... It's like micro budget movies, but making them look like they're a big budget. So that's one of his strengths too, which I think they're going to lean on going forward with the series. I hope they bring Mace Windu back so Boba can kill him. What? What? I hope they bring Mace Windu back, but I hope he kills Boba Fett. I know that's inconsistent with the canon, but... Mace Windu is my favorite. If they brought him back, I mean, come on. Another another thing that's like Sam Jackson wants to come back. He's said it multiple times, and he's still alive. He can still kick it. Do it. Do it. What are you waiting for, Kathleen Kennedy? Bring back Mace Windu. Bring back Samuel L. Jackson. Bring back the badass motherfucker. Huh. <sighs> But yes, if they brought him back, even if Boba Fett killed him, he came back. I'd, I'd be happy. <laughs> so, but it wouldn't make a good story, right? Because like in Clone Wars, when he was hunting down Mace Windu for revenge on his father, uh, it was a great episode. And yeah, I would like to see that come back. 
but he killed Django. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I'm just kind of messing with you. Sorry, my friend. But guys, that's it for today. That's really it. Um, I didn't set aside a main topic because there was so much news to cover. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back later this week with the Loki after show, which again, I hope you guys join us for. Me and Chris will be doing that once a week. And I hope you guys are watching Loki. I think it's pretty good so far. So we'll have to wait and see. And of course, next Sunday will be the Bad Batch. We'll have our review posted by then. And you guys can uh, enjoy that with us too. And as always, we'll be back next Monday. Hopefully, <laughs> since I missed this Monday with the uh, Star Wars Hot Talks first show. Uh, but thank you guys so much for your support. Um, at some point, I do want to have a stream where I just tell you about kind of what's happening in my life right now with with my movie that I made and stuff like that. And yeah, exciting stuff. I can't wait to share. But again, my friends, we'll be back. And until then, somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Oh. <laughs>